Welcome back to CuboCast. This is our fourth and final episode in our mini Halloween series. Today we'll be talking about the newly released horror game, Amnesia Rebirth. Have you guys watched any horror movies this month? Actually, no. no. I still got to get into that. Yeah, I, it's weird. Every year, I'm always like, okay, I got to make a list for horror movies to watch during uh, Halloween, and I never do it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Christmas. Like, I cram them in the last, like, two days. Mm-hmm. I don't watch many Christmas movies, honestly. Yeah, because they're all the same. Yeah, sometimes. Well, yeah, I, sometimes horror, horror movies, I like too. the Jim Carrey uh, Grinch. Yes. I, I, like, I mm-hmm. love that part where he's in the mirror, and he's like, ooh. Ah, he's got that, like, he's going into town and he has that weird, like, uh, Swedish guy's, uh, have you guys seen it? Yeah, I, yeah, I have yeah. seen it a while ago, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember funny. much of I it. Love, yeah, Jim Carrey, he's really funny in that one. I mean, my, like, my dad always has, like, this list of movies he watches towards Christmas, like Home Alone. Oh, I love um, Home Alone. Oh, you watch Home Alone more than anything, I think. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. Home Alone, uh, Christmas Story, that's another Christmas one. Christmas yeah, yeah, Story's yeah. a good one, yeah. Have right. you guys watched uh, Jingle All the Way? I have seen that. I've yeah. seen it before, but I don't really remember anything. Yeah. Is that with Arnold? It is with Arnold. Yes, I remember that it's with funny. a toy. Yeah. He's trying to get a toy for his son. Yeah. But um, Halloween movies. What <laughs> Halloween yeah. movies do you watch? Yeah. Um. No. Same. Same with you guys. I haven't actually watched any. I think. I think I watched one, which was um. House, the house across or down. Man, I can't even think of the title. It's House Across the Street or something like that. House at the end of the street. Oh yeah, maybe it's that. I've heard that name. Yeah, it was, it was okay. It, basically, um, if you could imagine, uh, what's his name, Bates. What's his first name? Norman. Norman. Yeah, Norman Bates. Kind of idea. It's similar to that, although modernized and doesn't really pull it off too well. Hmm. Yeah, um, I haven't heard of it really. I've heard yeah. the name, but didn't know anything about it. It was very. <laughs> 2000 horror movie-esque oh okay. like yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it but you know that like period of time like the mid 2000s where there was just like a influx of horror movies that were all like mediocre there still have or there that still is happening really <laughs> yeah, yes true. like there's a whole bunch of horror movies that release every year my hand just got caught in these lights here <laughs> you know um, what i want to watch again though what i want to watch um what is it the sixth sense and signs again Ooh. Actually, yeah. yeah, those two movies. Are there's a, so there's good. another one by Science M Night Shyamalan. It's unbreakable. Really Unbreak, yeah, it's unbreakable. I love that movie. Um, yeah. Didn't he have another horror movie though? Yeah, I know he might have. No, it's the one that links with it. Is that what you're talking about? Are you thinking of? Oh, Split. Is that? No, there's three. Yeah, three of those. Split is there's Unbreakable. It's, more of a thriller. it's a thriller. Yeah. Unbreakable, Split, and then uh, what was the last one? There was one more. Signs. No, no the, la- the one where they all were it. It didn't really do too well. Oh, was, Glass. Glass. Yeah. yeah. I was so... I didn't the, even watch it because I heard about that. The ending. When I was watching that movie, I think I watched it in the theaters. I I couldn't... I, I thought it was a joke. Mm-hmm. The ending. Like, I don't know if you guys know what happens. I won't I, say it. I do, yeah. I kind of know what happens, but... It was the lamest... <laughs> I mean, they destroyed the char- characters. Like, I mean, in such a lame way. The first movie came out in what, the 90s? No, it was like early, early 2000s. Okay. Yeah, but this movie was like 20 years in the making, this sequel. And they hyped it up so much. Yeah. 
and then he tried well, to it be... Well, was, it was a sequel of the sequel. Yeah. Because Split was a sequel of Unbreakable. Oh, right. And then Glass was a well, sequel of Split. Well, that was the kind of twist at the end of Split. Yeah. I just... I don't get it, man. I don't know how... Who thought it was a good idea to do that? I mean... I don't know. That's but, terrible. But I do want to watch Six Sense and Signs again. Yeah, those sound like pretty good movies. I see dead people. <clears throat> well, to watch. Get your toes see. look beautiful women. Oh, yeah. The best line in Signs. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Yeah. I, I, I have watched... I, Last night I watched like three short film, uh, short films on YouTube. They were pretty good horror ones. Hmm. <clears throat> those dystopian ones you were talking about? No, those aren't. Well, those aren't exactly horror, <clears throat> but they are, those are very interesting. Um, yeah, if anyone wants to watch, uh, some really interesting lore-packed uh short films on on YouTube, there's a guy. Uh, there's a guy named on his channel's named Good Sound, I think, and he makes these animated short films and they're all linked together and they're about this dystopian city and it's Is it like, like salad fingers no not like <laughs> no not like salad fingers but it's it's weird um people are basically like brainwashed into thinking that they're living like the best it's like the nuclear family or whatever and then when people get too old like 40 or something past their i don't know what you call it prime i guess or past a certain age they have the parents wear these masks and then they tape um a sign on top of the mask that says ugly because they're too old now and they get killed. It sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. There was one episode where basically this dystopian future, um, there were like three or four different looks that people would be. And when they hit like age 18 or something, they had to choose who they wanted to look like for the rest of their life. Like they get plastic surgery. And remember the whole focus of the episode was this girl did not want to look like someone else. But at the very end of it, she ended up getting the surgery, and then she was happy about it. It's kind of weird. Hmm. Wait, what I was love that, Twilight Zone. What was I that know. movie? It came out like years ago. I forgot what it was, but it was it was like a movie. It was like a dystopian future, and everything was in black and white, and like everybody saw it in black and white or something. And oh, then, and they and took then, a drug. Yeah, they took a drug every morning, and then one night, one day, uh, a kid was interested. He didn't take it. And then he started seeing color again. And then he was he was interested and he was like talking to like the librarian or something about it. And then they got they were like really good friends or something. And then he decided to like see full color or something. I've never seen it, that but I've heard really of that. Interesting, actually. It, I saw it a while ago. It was actually pretty good. Huh. I forgot what was it about. Yeah, though. I remember hearing the premise, but I don't know what the movie it was is. really it was really that cool. sounds really good actually. Hmm. Oh, um, one of the short films that I watched. Last night it was actually really creepy. I'll, I'll give a general like idea of how it is, but essentially there's this box and this like a husband and wife, and they get this box, and basically it like it's 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 a void. So like he drops a pencil in it, nothing happens, and he shines a light in it, you can't see the bottom. So you um the guy that gave him the box said that you can't keep your eyes off of the box, or it'll move. So they look away and they look back, and there's like this guy that's like dripping wet and you can see like just his eyes and he's staring at them and it's like so weird. He doesn't talk. So eventually um, he tells his wife to keep looking at the box or else, you know, that that thing will move. And so he leaves and goes back, tries to go back to the other guy and he calls him and the guy's like, no, like you have to keep your eyes on the box. So he goes back and then like the lights are off and stuff like that. And then um, 
he goes downstairs and he's like, it's, it's really cool how they did this. It makes, it made like the viewer really tense, but the guy, there's one guy, he's like dripping wet for some reason. Assume, uh, he came from the box, I guess, but he's like in the bathroom and then he's looking at him and then like he looks up and there's like these dark figures like on top of the stairs that you can't really see them, but they're dripping wet. And so he's at the bottom of the stairs and he's looking like left and right and like back and forth to like, cause every time he looks at one of them, the, the other group will move. And then like he looks over and he sees the guy, his arms up and his arm is on the light switch or like on the light um, thing. So he's looking at him and you can hear like the steps down the stairs and he's looking at him because he doesn't want him to turn off the light. So you hear the steps down the stairs, but he's looking at the guy holding on the light because he doesn't want him to do it. So then he finally looks up, up and then the light goes off and it like the film ends. But hmm. it, it was like the way they did it was really well. Hmm. It sounds really cool. Yeah. Like kind of like an SCP. Yeah, actually. Some of these short films, like I feel like in a full movie it would be too, it wouldn't have enough content, but in a short film, some of them are pulled off really well. Mm, yeah. So those, those are basically the extent of the horror movies that I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to watch more before Halloween comes. Yeah. You sent some footage of Little Nightmares too. I never watched it, but oh, is that yeah. actual footage? It's, uh, yeah, actually. It's the Little Nightmares 2 Halloween trailer. So it's still mm. coming out, in, I think, late next year or something like that next year. But yeah, there is footage. And a lot of it looks really creepy and it looks true to the first game hmm. like, i saw someone playing it yesterday that's so weird how does that even work i don't know somebody apparently got some did you watch early build of the game it was like 30 minutes of him playing it really yeah that's half the game right there no nah, <laughs> hopefully I, I not it. i hope not well i mean the first game was like three, three. well yeah it took three plus three. dlc yeah but it looked really good yeah i think i think the whole like um player mechanic is actually going to be pulled off really well from what i see is that multiplayer or you swap off characters I don't, it might be both it could be yeah cool. it could be both i know some games have done it to where if there isn't a second player that it's like an ai that yeah, follows you ever, you around. i don't you've never played unravel before right <clears throat> no i haven't the second one is just like that like so I'll unravel two you and have to have a second player you don't have to i oh, feel okay. like multiplayer little nightmares might fall short because Part of it is you run around and try to hide from enemies. Well, what, what happens if both the, the players decide to go different directions? Mm. I know part of it might be the teamwork, but that's not the way Little Nightmares was. Yeah. It wasn't about teamwork. It was about getting away from it. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a fine li- line that they can definitely cross to the point where it doesn't work well. Or if the AI, if, it, if it, they do have it to where the other person could be an AI, and the AI is like standing in the middle of the, the room, it just takes away, like, the horror aspect or whatever. Yeah. Because I'm guessing that the whatever's chasing you wouldn't really um, penalize you if the AI is standing there or something like that. Wait, hmm. like- what if, um, I was going to say, it's it, what if they don't make it split-screen co-op? What if they make it multiplayer co-op? As in, you're not always with the other person. Oh, that might be better. I hope so, yeah. Because you... I feel like that would be so cool. Like, you could either choose six or the other one, the other person. And you get pulled away from each other, and you got to find each other. Oh, that would like be that. Kinda cool, yeah. And you got to get work away together on separate puzzles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like Lego games, how certain people have to go to certain areas. and, and Yeah, that, exactly. that would be cool, actually, yeah. Because you, you you're alone um, for a certain amount of time. What is that game? Uh, We Were Here? I don't know. You didn't, the puzzle one? It was the puzzle one, but... Uh, each person is in a different area and you have walkie talkies and 
you kind of have to help each other through each puzzle using your surroundings. Hmm. It, yeah, I heard it could you be, and Brian playing. It that. was really fun, but um, it could be similar to that. Hmm. That would be cool. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I have faith in the the studio. I mean, we'll see how it turns out. But I think I think from what I see, it looks good. But then again, I mean, I, I haven't played the full game, so it could fall short, like you say. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did well with the DLC, so yeah. a lot of times that'll kind of show what the ga- the next game will be like. Mm-hmm. Because if they they make a hit game and then they decide to make some DLC for that hit game, if the DLC falls flat, then that means they don't know how to replicate the success of the mm-hmm. original. In the DLC, it it came out in parts. It wasn't all released at once. Yeah, so people they, were angry they, about that. But they were, but I feel like they were actually working on making it good mm-hmm. after each DLC. Like they released the first one, they spent like four or five months on the next one, and then four or five months on the next one that actually made it good. So they didn't rush the next game, which is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will say that I hope that the next game doesn't um, have the same sort of open feel. As yeah. the last DLC, although it is in a way bigger area, so it could be possible. But the last, the very last DLC was too open. Yeah. And, and pe- a lot of people had issues with it, including me. I gotta say, um, starting on the topic of amnesia, I appreciated some of the, the linear aspects. Like, yeah. completely linear. Yeah. yeah. It was almost nice just to relax and just go forward on the path. Yeah. There were some open areas. There Some, was only like one somewhat or two. open, yeah. But, but yeah, most of the game was linear. It's nice to have a linear game. Actually, I'll, I'll give a short synopsis since we we are now into Amnesia. So, Amnesia Rebirth is the third installment in the Amnesia series. It's set close to a hundred years later than when the first game takes place in the nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties, late nineteen thirties. Okay, and the first game was in eighteen thirties. Basically, it follows the story of. Tossie? Tossie. Tossie, yeah. And her husband. Yeah. Uh, He's not in it long. Well, yeah. I mean, it it basically follows the story of Tossie, and she's with her husband and a group of people. They're on a a trip on a plane to an archaeologist. I don't know. She's an archaeologist. And they're on a plane to um, an expedition. The plane crashes. Somewhere in Africa. Right. The plane crashes, and the game starts with you, like all other amnesia games, you don't know anything. Like you're you you don't have memory and you don't have any recollection recollection oh, can't recollection recollection of anything that happened before, and you slowly progress to the game and your memories come back. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. game is really confusing. It is. It's more Definitely. confusing than Resident Evil Seven, like we talked about last week. Um, that was confusing because of how far fetched it was. Yeah, this is confusing because it's like you keep falling asleep and then you wake up and things are different mm-hmm. and. Even after beating the game and watching some lore stuff, You're still confused. We're, yeah, we still don't know one hundred percent what's going on. Yeah, I was. We were talking about this before. Um, a lot of this game is expounding upon the lore and answering the questions on the lore from the first game, The Dark mm-hmm. Descent. Yeah, and Chug and I haven't played. It. Well, I have played it, but I never played it long. Mm-hmm. Um, any of the yeah. older Amnesia games. Well, I haven't. I've I played Machine for Pigs a couple uh, for a little bit, not too long, and I didn't really play the first one either. But I've I've, I basically know everything that happens now after doing research. Hmm. So I haven't played it, but I know everything that happens, including the extended lore. So as a standalone game, do you think it works? Or do you need to play the previous games to actually fully appreciate it? I heard 
you don't actually need to play the previous games, but you will be a little bit confused. The game, which is what we are right. That's now. what I mean to fully appreciate <laughs> Rebirth. Yeah, no, the game, the game works standalone. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need to know what happens before because it is its own story. You don't need to read all the notes or listen to all the audio uh, clips or what do you call whatever you call them because mm-hmm. it has its own story. Although it is, it it means more if you know the lore of the previous games. I actually heard if you played Rebirth first and then played Dark Descent, it actually works hmm. because the way they did it in in Rebirth, it kind of gave you the same explanation of what like the Vitae are mm-hmm. in the first game. So it's if you play, you can actually play it either way. You can play this, yeah. the, that game and then the first game, or you can play it the other way. Mm-hmm. It were it still works both ways. I do have to say that Rebirth was the most classic horror game that we played this month. Definitely, yes. yeah. it was hundred percent horror with lore in there. Yeah, like there's no fighting back against the monsters. Right, you so, gotta hide when they come after you. Yeah, actually, actually, yeah. So this, the, yeah, it was the most horror and probably and probably the most. Uh, scary because little nightmares probably is a close second although that's more that's more creepy, creepy and unsettling mm-hmm. this is more yeah straight horror it's got um basically it's true to the to the older not so much older but those those horror games when there was a lot of them coming out like outlast the first amnesia game obviously soma mm-hmm. so a lot of the good ones it's it's kind of like a lot of the good ones in that format is like transferred over to now actually soma came out in 2015 yeah so it's not that old. Yeah, no, it's not old, but but we saw we kind of saw a break from that. Like I can't really remember any at least popular ones that that kind of feel like Outlast or like the first Amnesia yeah, game. You need to play Soma. Just I do. Yeah. yeah, there was Outlast too. It didn't do as well. I didn't really I, like. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I don't know what the reception was of the game. Like, was it um, positive? I don't. I actually I don't know. I think it was. I think it was semi positive. I think most people. Obviously, thought the first game was better, um, but yeah, like, I'm you not can't beat exactly that. Sure, that the first game in terms of horror, like I think that might be the scariest horror game. Available. I think so too. Yeah, it's just so creepy. The, yeah, I remember I played. I played through maybe half of it. No, I didn't. Never beat. I never beat it. But yeah, I think that probably is the scariest game that I've played. I think the golden age of horror games was like 2012 through 2015. Yeah, because that's yeah. when PewDiePie played uh, Amnesia, The Dark Descent. And Amnesia, I think Amnesia came out in 2010. It did. Well, that's when he played yeah, it. Yeah, And that's true. when it became popular. And that's when he got his start on YouTube. Yeah, so another thing that kind of adds to the whole, yeah, like you said, Golden Age, is PewDiePie uh, played Amnesia. And that's kind of when the whole Let's Play thing happened. Mm-hmm. And Amnesia was very, it became very popular. And, you know, for good reason, because it's a great game. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of, that's what kind of, first revolutionized the whole let's play and youtube era but also horror and -hmm. what people expected from a horror game yeah when did outlast come out was that around the same time it was like 2000 i'm not exactly sure 2011 Mm, maybe 2014 i'm gonna look it up yeah i thought it was older than that it's a newer newer horror newer than amnesia that's for sure yeah 2013 yeah okay Mm. that makes sense yeah and then there's obviously the other types, which is like Resident Evil, which they're still horror, but you can fight back, like Evil Within. It's a different type of horror. Yeah, definitely. It's action horror. 
Yeah. Right. Oh, Until Dawn. You guys never played that, did you? I watched the full playthrough. I watched it. That was a great game. Me and Ezra played that in one night. Although we ended up killing everyone. (laughs) I didn't know that. I thought it was a linear. I thought it was completely linear. Then at the end of the game, we we realized that it was not linear at all. It's kind of what I did in Vampire. Huh? It's kind of what I did in Vampire. Oh, yeah. Oof. (laughs) Yeah, Until Dawn is, it's like a story-based game that you make choices and based off of one choice, everything could be completely different. Yeah, that, that game made a complete turn. When I was playing it, it was like, at first I thought it was just another, I don't know how to say it, like um, th- uh, serial killer type game. And then it just made this complete turn. I wasn't even expecting it. And then it went into this like whole, um, like, not, I don't know, not monster, but it was like, it was, I was really, I was really impressed and I was really happy about was that. Was there another yeah. game like that? I know there was um by the same people. And actually no, it wasn't by the same people. It was um Man of Vidon. I don't know if you Never guys heard, heard of it. that. Never heard of it. It's it's like it wasn't as good as Until Dawn. Uh but it got good reception. It's on Steam. Um and it was like the one of those choice games. Hmm. But I'm trying to think was there another one like that that we've played in the past cuz I'm trying to think. Um I don't know. I do know that until Dawn, like it, it's weird. It it meshes both um, player control, but also almost like I don't know, I don't know how you describe it. Not like turn based, but but weird time choice, hmm. like timed choice. Detroit Become Human. That's uh, what it was. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, okay. what it was. Yeah. I was I was thinking there was some game like it. But. Yeah. So there was areas where you'd walk around, and even areas where you'd be like sprinting and having to push buttons. But then there was these time decisions that you needed to make, and then depending on which choice you make, there's two different outcomes. But if you don't make a choice, that's a third outcome. People do playthroughs where they don't dodge things. So like, let's say you're running through the woods and there's a branch. Mm-hmm. Like they don't press the choice to dodge it so that they just get whacked in the face as they run around. Yeah. It's kind of funny to watch. Yeah. That, they'll, they'll get beat down repeatedly. Yeah. So yeah, that was a, that was a really good game. And, and like we were saying before, Amnesia kind of was on the, was the game to play in terms of let's play. Mm-hmm. Which added to kind of its, I don't know, solidifying in the horror game genre because that's I mean, very highly revered. That was the era of Slender, the eight pages. Yeah. Like that was the same time. That's yeah. when that was popular. Yeah. I'll, yeah. But the, yeah, exactly. It was like Slender, eight pages, and then Amnesia. And Amnesia obviously had a lot more substance to the game. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so popular. Or, yeah. I mean, it still is popular. It's, I never knew there was a big story involved because when I used to watch PewDiePie, he made up his own story in it. Like there's this little golden statue he called Stefano and like he used to talk to it in in the game. And then the um, the monster he called the bro. He's like, (laughs) oh, the bro's coming. And he saw barrels and he made barrels his enemy. So he actually still makes that joke today. Oh, yeah. Barrels are his enemy. Um, So that's what I knew of Amnesia before his own made up story. Later in the, we're going to do the same thing like we have done in the last few podcasts, but later when we get to the spoiler section, I want to get into a lot of the lore of the first game and how it ties into the second game, because this is one of those games where under the surface, there's this massive story and it's, it's, it's really convoluted, but it's really good. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, you can, I mean, it's, it's really good. And I want to talk about it later. I won't talk about it now because I, if I talk about it now, I'm going to want to tie it into the game and that would warrant spoilers yeah yeah so i guess we can go back to let's talk about the gameplay the general gameplay yeah it 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 matches um the first game 
very true to amnesia. Which okay. is what? I mean, well, I mean, you, for dark, people for corridors, people who um, yeah, light, exactly. don't know what have, it is. So yeah. okay, so uh, in the beginning, you go into these cave systems, and there's this fear mechanic. And if mm-hmm. you're in the dark, uh, you start like fearing things. Just you just can start going crazy. Well, what what the fear does is it makes this clicking in your ears. Kind of like resembling someone going insane. And it, it tries to replicate that on your screen too. Like these black tendrils will kind of just mm-hmm. encompass your screen. And your ears will be clicking and your screen distorts. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of works. I like it that. It does. And then yeah. you also need to find... You start with matches. And you're pretty much using matches the entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, but they only last like five seconds. Yeah. It's 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 terrifying you use them to light torches around though. yeah and you can only keep 10 in your inventory yeah Did you notice that like mm-hmm. um you see some and you're like oh i don't want to come back here but I, yeah this, you this just light time. everything around you and then go back and get the other matches yeah mm-hmm. but you also later on you get a like a flashlight like a or like a torch yeah like a, um, it was like a lantern type. a lamp yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and it only lasts a certain amount of time you, you have, have to, to get oil to refill oil. it it's things like that um yeah. The fear mechanic was really cool, actually. Yeah. Actually, that was in the first game, too. Although, I think it's it's heightened in this one. Is it's it really? A, it is, yeah. Because mm-hmm. this one, um, if you get to the point where your fear overtakes you, there's these flashes and, and something happens. You know, something... something Wasn't that part of the story, though? The random flashes? Like, certain images just flash on your screen, almost in, like, a jump scare fashion. It's, it's like, similar to if you're remembering something. Like, oh, it's like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah but, but I thought it was part of the story. I thought that was not when you were just going insane at random times. The pictures are part of the story. Oh, I mean, they don't really tie in with the story, but they are images from the story. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what that necessarily means, but I do know that those pictures are memories. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, All the loading screens are memories, too. The loading screens yeah. surprise me because I, I put this in my review, <clears throat> um, but... At first, I made a joke because I know Jaden was with me. I said, or I was like, you're kidding me. There's loading screens in 2020 between doors and yeah. areas. And then I was like, and then as I progressed through the game, I realized that, wait a second, these actually mean something. And there's this whole backstory that's told with those loading screens. Yeah. I mm-hmm. thought that was really good and a really good way to implement them. So was the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Voice acting yes, was amazing. It was. Like, they hired some class voice actors there some really yeah. good class ones and going back to the or um, seeing footage of the old game they always had good voice acting but in this one it was just it was it was so good mm-hmm. especially in the the letters like yeah. the emotion brought across from what the letter was reading yeah so good there were some points in the game where i was getting really annoyed at it mm-hmm. um mostly towards the end but you got to admit the environment design is really good it is, it is yeah especially with um not spoiling anything but like the the Catacomb. alternate dimension area. Right. There are some huge set pieces in there. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was like, it almost kind of reminded me of like, I don't know, Lovecraftian without the all the tentacles. Yes. <laughs> it reminded me of Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. The green. Yes. And the, the very yeah. green Cthulhu and weird, odd place, like places. Yeah. And stuff. I thought you only see Cthulhu at like one scene. In that at game. the very end of Call yeah. of Cthulhu. But. I'm not saying just the Cthulhu himself. I'm just yeah. saying the environment, Lovecraftian oh, okay. environment, yeah, yeah, without the tentacles. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it, and 
like like we said before, I mean, the the story is very convoluted. It's very confusing and very, very deep. It's called Rebirth, and um, it's centered around the theme of giving birth a lot. So there's a lot of imagery behind that. Like certain weird flashback scenes, you're in this alternate dimension, and you see this giant fetus in the sky, <laughs> like yeah. pulsing and growing. It's kind of weird. Yeah, there's a lot of weird underlying things that we just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure someone's going to come out with a video and, and explain it all. Oh, but sure. as of now, there's really nothing. Yeah. So it, a lot of it leaves you wanting more, either wanting more or just absolutely confused. Yeah. Um, but back to the gaming mechanics. Um, how do you guys feel about the puzzles? Um, I thought there were some very obvious things that were easy to miss. True. Like there is one part oh, where you have to get up onto this elevator and you look next to it, and there's a, a paper that says you need a lever. So I'm like, okay, let me just go find this lever. Well, I looked around for probably a half an hour until Chug was like, oh, did you look on the crossbow? And I go over to the crossbow, and it's just sitting there. But it's kind of camouflaged on it. I would have never found that because I didn't know to look on there. I, I didn't even it, see the paper. I thought it was part of the crossbow. <laughs> I actually found that, and I didn't know what it was for. I actually found it beforehand. So I had an issue yeah. with that too, but I found the crossbow part fast but my issue was i was wandering around for like 20 minutes i could no the plank i didn't oh. know to put the plank on the thing oh I, yeah i figured that out pretty quickly but I, first i put it um like vertically i know no, first i put it horizontal then it got stuck and then i was like okay i'm just gonna put it like vertically or whatever <laughs> yeah and then like i figured it out and it was just like at first i was just confused i was like wait do i need like a plank or some sort of pallet or something to put on this thing mm-hmm the puzzles did remind me of older puzzle games, kind of like uh, Myst or Uru. Yes. Those are games from the 90s and early 2000s mm. that I, I did really like part of that. Because um, part of Myst is this sci-fi aspect where you do a lot of puzzles like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did sometimes get annoying in certain parts where I would be stuck on it. And I didn't realize, oh, I just had to take the, the ball out of the machine. Yeah. Or something like that. Did yeah. you guys notice... Um, Throughout the entire game, it was like from the beginning to the end, it was constantly. I told I told you that I told you this, Caleb. Um, you, you finally you see your goal, and then you complete the goal, and you're like, "Yes, I completed it!" Boom! Everything just turns on you. Everything mm-hmm. changes, and you just thrown into something. And you I know it's it a horror away. game, but it gets kind of. I'm not going to say annoying, but it gets kind of old watching a character get up and then have someone kick them back down again. Yeah, there's a lot of string pulling with like how you feel because you get up, you get up in some areas because you finish a big puzzle or you finish a big area. And then all of a sudden it's like, nope, we're going to bring you back or or not bring you back, but bring you to another area. Yeah, where you have to do it basically the whole thing. Not the yeah, same it's thing, like, but oh, we're escaping this place. Oh, never mind. The next area is even worse. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I and guess that's, that's just the way horror games are, I guess. Yeah. In- um, But other games haven't been like that because Outlast, that was constant, constant bad stuff happening. There was no feeling of, yay, I did it. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> you get killed. Yeah, again. Outlast gave you no breaks. I mean, that game was yeah. just like constant fear, constant terror. Like, that's why it's such a good game. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this one's not, this one's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, I, I don't know if a horror game should give you so many moments where you think you've succeeded. Yeah. I think, I think a good horror many. game will make you feel like you're down the entire time rather than letting you feel like you're up and then and then down. 
Yeah, that was a weird, weird tonality throughout the game. That was like, I don't know. Like you get to the was- desert, you see this beautiful light shining in and you're happy. But then you black out and then you're in the dungeon area again. That happened yeah. like four times. Yeah. So I think too many. I mean, I wouldn't have mine a couple or maybe just one. Kind of like like in the ha- in the middle of the game, you think you're about to be done. But then all of a sudden something happens. But it happened too yeah. many times, I think. And Chug and I expressed the same opinion towards the the latter half of the or latter end of the game. There comes a point where you're like, OK, I'm ready for this game to be done now. I had the same. You don't need to drag it on any further. Yeah, I had the same exact feeling, and I know which part you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we'll go go more. Like we'll talk more about it. Like it gets extremely linear at the end, just for storytelling reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, It just drags though, and literally, it it comes to the point where you just hold W or Mm -hmm. forward on your controller. And I was just on my phone while I was holding this button, waiting for the scene to be over. Yeah, I think that's it. That's um, that comes from them getting our hopes up so many times. That by the last stretch of the game, we're kind of just like, all right, I kind of want to be done with this. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to say, all three of us got a different ending. He Ooh. he put the... Wait, wait, oh, wait, wait no, not yeah, spoiler yeah. section. Oh, yeah. Not spoiler. <laughs> yeah. No, never mind. We'll talk I, about I, it later. I shouldn't have said that. Um, There's three different endings. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, two of them are obvious. One of them is not so obvious. Yeah, I didn't that, even know. That there's Chug a... got the worst ending possible. Yeah, there's... <laughs> we're not going to say what they are, but there's a good ending... A bad ending, and a really bad ending. Mm-hmm. So I got the bad ending. Chug got the really bad ending. I got, the good, got the good one. one. Got the good ending. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about them later. But I do want to say, um, I feel they overused the monsters. Yeah, they did. They did. They definitely. They did. majorly overused them. I think it got to the point where. Okay, I think this stems from not enough variety mm-hmm. with with monsters and creatures because. Really, there was only maybe two, 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 two types. and the first one was was probably like three fourths of the game. Mm-hmm. And I think that because there wasn't enough variety, that one monster got to the point where you're not scared of them anymore, and you're kind of yeah. more annoyed. Yeah, at it. it got it got from terrified from them to more of like thriller, where you're kind of just running away. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that did bring. I was tense in that in that time, but it wasn't so much of like I'm terrified of this thing. Yeah, so but there wasn't yeah. really much lore behind them though. Yeah, there you was. noticed that there was an infection they talked about a well, lot. Yeah, but I'm just saying, once you found out what they were, you kind of just like, oh. Well, well, I know for me, the scariest thing is the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And when you see the thing too many times, it becomes not scary anymore, but annoying to deal with. Yeah, I mean that's um, the fear of the un- unknown. What they did, or at the start of the game, they did something that was really, really good, and I was actually really scared of. It was that they didn't show too much of the monster. I you see his, the back of his legs as he runs into a hole. Or yeah, something but like not that. even that. The first time you ever see him is you're, craw- you're in the, the caverns or whatever you want to call them. You're crawling through this tight space and you see this light and then you're not even expecting it. And then all of a sudden you hear this like crackling and then this tall figure just starts to stand up. And it's like it's a split second you see him and then she falls over. Yeah. But then like you don't see him for a while. And I think that was perfect because you don't mm-hmm. see him. You just see a figure, a tall figure. When you first get into the fortress in the desert, um, you hear something upstairs above you. And there's one yeah. point where you go into a room and a chair falls down a hole. Mm-hmm. So you know there's something up there. So they did a good job with building up to that point, mm-hmm. which I really liked. Well, um, in Soma, the thing I liked about it, I looked it up yesterday. I didn't realize there's 10 different creatures in Soma. Really? Yeah. I really got to play that game. And 
I know JJ didn't really like well the game that much. No, no. So I didn't finish the game, not because I didn't like it, because I I thought that the creatures got annoying after a while. Hmm. The the environment's amazing. It it feels like Bioshock a little bit because mm-hmm. underwater, but. I found that the creatures were a little bit overused. I mean, it was overwhelmingly positive, so I'm sure a lot of people disagree with me. But there's one creature in particular that you run into time and time again. Well, that's the that's the main enemy. You have to look away from him because your screen just distorts so much. So you got to stand in the corner and wait for him to disappear. Hmm. But the problem is you don't know when he's gone sometimes. Hmm. So you turn around, he's still there, and he'll linger in certain areas. So that got a bit annoying, but... From what I, every, everything else I've played of the game, it was really good. Yeah, they added a safe mode, which allows you to go through the entire game and the story without having the creatures there, hmm. which is kind of a cool idea. That is cool. But um, for, like for people like Jada, who doesn't really like the creatures that much. Yeah, I think it's uh, not too many creatures, but enough creatures to keep things fresh. Also, yeah. um. Soma was created by the same people that made the first Amnesia game, right? Yes. So, oh, was it really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know what that. What is it? Frictional games? Frictional games. So they made the first Amnesia game and the and the new one, Rebirth, the one we're talking about, third, and Soma. While they ma- they were making Soma, they didn't have enough time to make a second Amnesia game, so another studio did it. That's why it, it didn't do too well. Mm-hmm. That sounds game. like what happened with Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, the main team was working on Bloodborne, and they hired out another team to work on Dark Souls 2. So they made the game completely different than the rest of the series, and most people hated it because of that. Yeah, I just but I the mean, but the alternate game they worked on turned out to be amazing. Yeah, it seems like that never works. Yeah, it doesn't like hiring work. out to do a second game while you're working on one. Like, you no, know, Terraria did that. Really? Yeah, they were um, they hired people to work on Terraria Otherworld. Like they hired a, an entire team, and so after a year, the team barely had any progress, and they didn't like where they went. So they decided to hire another team. And they mm-hmm. had to pick up on that, and it just never worked out, so they canceled it. Oh, wow. Are they making a second Terraria? No. They don't have plans for it currently. I don't think hmm. so. It was called Terraria Otherworld. Huh. And they actually implemented some of the music from that into the new Terraria update. Hmm. Just yeah, there, cool. was, there was actually a gameplay uh, video for Otherworld. It looks pretty cool. Hmm. But, but it seems like every time the main team creates a hit and then decides to outsource that to do another game... The second game is not going to be as good. Yeah. It's like a trend. Because they don't know what made the game good. They don't fully understand the creative process behind it. Yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. No, how do you, how do you, what do you guys think about the scare factor of the game? Like, the, the whole it getting, getting annoying aside. The first half, I thought it was pretty terrifying. Because you had Definitely, no idea yeah. what was happening. Everything was dark. I, I personally thought the, the darkness was scary. Like, whenever you had the match... Yeah. And you can only see like two or three feet in front of you. Yeah, especially at the like, start of the was, game. It was pretty terrifying. Like in the taverns, like it was just terrifying. I didn't, I didn't know if something was with, with, uh, was like if they were around me or something because I read a note where it said like something's in the in the caverns or something with us. Yeah, for me personally, I didn't find the game very scary, mostly because the monsters seem kind of generic. Hmm. Um, the second monster you you come up to or you you encounter was not scary at all. It was just annoying. completely annoying. The first one, though, was a bit scary when you first see him. Like, he'll grab something in front of you as you walk by it. Like, come out of the wall and grab it. Mm-hmm. That was a bit startling. Um, the biggest scare I had while playing the game was when someone sneezed on Discord <laughs> when I was at a tense part. And that's the, big, that's the biggest jump I did while playing it. Yeah. Um, I-, I came to expect the jump scares from those creatures. Mm. 
Yeah, there were a, che- a couple cheap jump scares that I, I never really care for. Um, I think, I think the game was was pretty. I mean, it was pretty scary. I think it's true to the horror genre and probably the scariest and more most horror game that we've played so far this month. But I think it it does more of keeping tension, and that plays into the whole fear thing. Mm-hmm. When you're in the dark, you're just tense. Yeah, it's not so much that you're scared; you're just on edge. And I think the game is more of keeping you on edge the entire game, most of the game, rather than, um, I don't know, creepiness or, or just uh, terror. Yeah, like my favorite, uh, not it wasn't really a jump scare. My favorite thing in the game was in the beginning part when you first see the ghoul, mm. and you go up and you see a canister for your lantern. You're like, oh. And you go up to it, and, and you're about to it. grab it, and the oh, hand yeah. comes out of nowhere. That's what I was talking it. about before. And I was just like, oh, well then. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, that kind of startled me a little bit. I like that. I like um, that. But once you started to see the monster more, it wasn't scary anymore. Mm-hmm. Especially when there are dozens of them in certain rooms. If there's one monster, it's creepy, because why is this monster following me? Why is it so powerful? Then you realize there are hordes of them. You're like, oh, I just got to avoid them now. Yeah. Actually, it's it's funny that you say that because I've always thought this, that that I've always thought that because it seems like when there's one terrifying creature after you, it's scarier than having multiple. And mm-hmm. I don't exactly know why. And those the creatures that shine the light on you later on in the game, same thing. Like mm-hmm. you think there's one creepy like being, then you find out there's a whole bunch of them, and then it gets less scary. And all you have to yeah. do is just avoid all of them mm-hmm. instead of why is this one creature pursuing me? Yeah. So I think there were too many monsters in it. They could have lessened that a lot. Yeah. There's too many of the same. Yeah. There's variety, but too many. Mm -hmm. That one section with all the ghouls, that's what I, that's the specific point that I'm talking about. They overused the monster. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were still tense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's tension, but it just wasn't necessarily scary. But those parts were incredibly linear, too, which isn't always a bad thing. But it's not like you were hiding at the same time. You just walk past the sleeping ghouls. Mm-hmm. He and never, JJ never had any issues with that staircase part. No. This, he came down the staircase and ran after him and he was running away from him. Well, but, I saw him come down the staircase. So I went and hid in another room. And then he, he pursued me to the other room and then just left completely. I think you and I really? ran up the staircase and died. No, I hid in the room, but he found me. Oh, I ran up the staircase and died right away. Oh, wow. I think another thing that lessens the scare factor is if you die too many times, the creature will disappear. Mm-hmm. I think it's some sort of easy mode mechanic that just eliminates the threat so you can get by it. Yeah. Um, I kind of was disappointed in that, actually. Yeah, I mean... Because I, I never had the satisfaction of getting past the creature myself. He just despawned so I could just walk past him. The whole quote-unquote dying mechanic, we'll get into it later because it has a lot of like spoilers attached to it. But there's there's a a sense of not that much at stake when it comes to that, and I think yeah. that makes things less scary. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't find the game particularly scary. It was more tense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know we we sound like we're like really lashing on the game or whatever, but I mean, I I I enjoyed it. I did. Too. I enjoyed the game too. Yeah. So it's an enjoyable um, game. I said to Chug last night though. Honestly, um, I probably wouldn't have finished the game after, like, that one part we were all talking about. I probably wouldn't have gone much past that Mm. Um, because it just got annoying to a point that I didn't care. Yeah. 
I think I think I probably would have finished it solely because I wanted to see the story played out. Because actually, I think Tossi was actually a pretty good character. Mm-hmm. She, she, I mean, she wasn't the best, but I think she was. I don't know. You were invested in her enough to be able to finish the story or yeah. see what yeah. happens at least. Yeah. The other characters in the story, though, you weren't invested in them whatsoever. No, not at all. The husband <laughs> dies early, early game. I, I wouldn't call that a spoiler just because it happened so early on. Yeah. You don't have any chance to actually like the guy. You see him very briefly on the plane, and that's the only interaction you have with him. Mm-hmm. And the next time you see him, he's dead. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have notes, which he was a good voice actor, and mm-hmm. you, you hear his notes, and you hear the emotion in his voice. But I wasn't really very impacted when he yeah. died. And neither was Tossie. Yeah, she was kind of emotionless at times. She cried yeah. there and then doesn't really talk about him again. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of weird. I will say that um, essentially, basically the whole game, the side characters are told or their story fleshed out Yeah, are through notes. Mm-hmm. You don't you, really, if you think about it, there's only maybe two other side characters. The rest of them are through notes because there are kind three of, and then there are three who also you find dead. I think. Wait, what is it? Um, I I actually thought this, and I I was reading up on like a bunch of people. They they also thought the same thing. Um, about until like you when you're actually going through the caves and everything, you you read every note. Mm-hmm. But once you initially got to that world, the other world, and you read the tablets, mm-hmm. I just stopped reading them. Same, because mm-hmm. it, it had nothing to do with pretty much what we were thinking in the story and so we're just like why would i need to read this well is this, this is just about I, I do like how they included that though because it's for people who are interested in the yeah. broader picture yeah exactly but for us that was our first amnesia game yeah so i, I don't think and we should call that an issue because it was optional we weren't forced to read them true they true. were there for the people who cared about the broader picture for the people who don't as much and they just want to watch a video ex- of people explaining it we could just play through the game as normal yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I can see that. The tablets and the audio things in the, in the other world are actually a separate story. Yeah. Because it's a kingdom and somewhat of a kingdom. It's more of another world. And the, and the history of that world is told through that. So like I said in my review, there are a lot of underlying stories. Like the the loading screens have their own story, backstory, which I thought was done really well. There's the main story. There's the side character story that you don't know what happens because you forgot. And a lot of it's told through that and what happened while you were gone. And then there's the other world story. And that is mm-hmm. told through all the tablets and mm-hmm. the audio clips. And the characters that were on the plane with Tasi and her husband, you didn't really get to care about them. Basically yeah. what happens is you'll see the character for the very first time. Maybe you read about them in notes before, but you'll see them for the first time and Tasi will say their name and be like, I got to help this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have no emotional connection to them. So... Yeah. If they die, you don't really care as much. And it's not like an emotional thing. It's just more like, only, oh, another casualty. The only connection you can have to them is through the letters. And even though the voice acting and the emotion brought through that is done very well, it's not enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the side characters are essentially told through letters. Yeah. But but Tasi, I think, I think she was okay. I mean, I, like I said, she's not perfect, and I don't think she's the best character. I don't think she's as good as like our last game, Ethan. I mean, he barely talked and he was like invincible but i think i almost think that he was like more likable tossie was a superhuman too so was she her baby. was a yeah. superhuman 
What's she up fell with... so many times. I know. What's up with this? Like she's. I think there's and she was pregnant too. That's what I mean. Her baby like, was a superhuman it's ridiculous. too. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's actually all gonna tie in together. It's gonna be the next Marvel universe. Oh my, <laughs> the horror, uh, horror universe. Or what something? was that? Universal had something going on like that. Oh really? Yeah, they were. The, what about the bananas? The banana splits. Have you heard of that movie? No. So there is this um, this kids show in like eighties or nineties. I forget when. I think it was called The Banana Splits, and it was based off of these, like, four characters who wore these animatronic suits, kind of like Five Nights at Freddy's. It was a kid show, like a real kid show. Well, they made it into a horror movie. So basically, the whole thing revolves around a bunch of kids go to this showing of the of the show, and all the characters are animatronics and start killing everyone. Is it, whoa, wait, is it a big budget movie? I don't know, honestly. It's so weird. It sounds like Five Nights at Freddy's. Wait, wasn't it like super gory though? I watched a, a YouTube video on it, and it was it was pretty gory. I think there's a um, it's kind of funny actually. Weird. <laughs> there's a new uh, Five Nights at Freddy's games. I think there are so many now. Like I've lost bucks, I lost though. track. Wait, what? On Steam, yeah. That's what I don't understand. They came out with uh, Five Nights at. Fr- I forgot it was. It was like every single Five Nights at Freddy's game put into one, and it was free. Yeah, hmm. um, or something. It's it's like uh, you could literally custom create, night. Yeah, custom night. Yeah. You could create whatever you want. Hmm. I stopped paying attention after like the fifth game. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I think I know. Is, aren't they all the same model? Like just stare at a screen and then pretty much. Yeah. No, around. there's another one, Sister Location, which is a completely different style of gameplay. Then there was a Pizzeria one where it's like a 2D game. I I don't even know. Wasn't there, like, World or something? That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, I think if they did something like an Outlast kind of thing, I think it actually could Mm. work really well. It could. The animatronics are kind of roaming, maybe in different areas. There's, like, one... Depending on the area you're in, there's a certain animatronic that's roaming or whatever, and they have, like... I think they can do a lot with it if there was, like, more story. Or there is a lot of story, but implement it in that way. Have you guys seen Case Animatronics? What's that? No. It... Oh, actually, he made a real Freddy suit, right? Or something? Uh, I don't know. But pretty much, it was like, it was one. And it, he looked like Freddy. He was like, he was like a silver teddy bear with like red eyes. But he was all, he was literally all silver. And it was like a horror game where you have to try to get away from him or something. It was like, it was an indie game. But it was like, oh, it was like I thought first you were talking about and you have a flashlight and you gotta oh, go wow. through. I thought you were talking about a, a guy on YouTube who makes actual animatronics, and no. he made a real Freddy animatronic. Huh. Oh, wow. It was pretty cool looking. Wait, so is that game, is that connected to Five Nights at Freddy's? It Fred? is not, no. Oh. Hmm. It's it's totally different. It's like its own little indie game or something. Hmm. I saw someone play it like a couple of years ago. They If they were to do something like like this format, like Amnesia and Outlast and all that, they were to do something, Five Nights at Freddy's, in this format and tell the story in that way, I think it would... It would do really well. I think so too. Yeah, It'd be terrifying too. It would. Mm-hmm. What were we talking about before? We were talking about the lore and all the underlying stories. I don't know. Um, let's see. What else is there hmm. that we could talk about without getting the spoilers? I think personally, I would have liked to see more puzzles. Yes, there yes. were only three major really, ones. Yeah, major ones. The other ones were very tiny, and I would have liked to see a game more of those major puzzles. Like the one where you have to start the teleporter. That was enjoyable. That was a good one, yeah. And the one where you had to open the doors with those triangle power things. Yeah. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. 
So I wish there were more of those throughout the game. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have mind seeing seeing more of that. And that's that's not like Resident Evil style puzzles. It's different. Because yeah, you can store some things in your inventory, but it's different than you pick up the item in your inventory and inspect it and open the box and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you actually have to initially carry the stuff around. Yeah. yeah. Resident Evil is a lot of backtracking too. It is. But in this one it's it's way like way more linear. Way more it's linear. Like you move yeah. on and then you have a new one. You move on, yeah. do something new. You move on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the last half of the game, it completely changed from that puzzle slash creepy atmosphere to full on hide from the enemies as they shine the light at you. Yeah. Like with those specific enemies we said were annoying. Um, that whole section was just annoying. With the water? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like Did you guys that. go I'm curious, did you guys go straight through or did you fall or did you like I don't know, I hid behind the pods. I never died pods? during those sections. Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's I I didn't really have too much trouble because I I don't know. I don't no, know. If, I didn't have trouble either, but it just wasn't fun. Yeah, I think yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the, the it does I think the game struggles from keeping at least scare factor, which I think a lot of horror games suffer from. Mm-hmm. Is that at a certain point it doesn't get scary cuz you get used to it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's an issue with just horror games like this in general. Unless they're able to switch things up or keep your, 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 I don't know what you call it, scare, scary. If you think of Resident Evil 7, there was a new creature, which there were people, but um, there was like a new creature every single area you went to. Yeah. If they did some, if they added more creatures, I feel it would have been better. Mm -hmm. And less in number. Yes. They, They had to juggle with the fact that they wanted to keep it true to the original while also adding to the lore of the original. So I think that's where they kind of struggled a little bit. They they had to find a good balance. And instead of finding a good balance, they had sections completely dedicated to lore and sections completely ded- dedicated to gameplay. Yeah. I, I think they should have been intertwined. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the game was good. It was fun. It was, yeah. yeah. Another thing is that it's also a game made 10 years later, so you have to keep it true to Amnesia gameplay, but... I mean, you do have to innovate in some way because the horror genre has kind of changed in a bit, uh, a bit mm-hmm. over the years. So it's kind of like this weird thing where you have to, you have to keep it true to Amnesia, but you also have to implement some new things and some new gameplay. Yeah. So I think, yeah. But I think you know overall, I think it was a good game. I en- I mm-hmm. I enjoyed it for the most part. It got kind of tedious towards the end. Yeah. Same for me. I think that's most for horror, all horror games. I mean, most horror games. Yeah. Mm, well, not Outlast. No, I never finished Outlast. Yeah, but for, from what I've seen, it just keeps escalating as you go on. Hmm. Outlast 2, same thing with that, actually. It got more annoying towards the end. Yeah, definitely. But I think um, developers struggle with ending the horror game. They don't know how to make a good climax for it. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. What do you think, Chug? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. There are a few, like, um, the I'm not going to spoil it, but the ending of Soma was really good. Really? Mm. It was really good. I really like the ending of Soma. Yeah, I got to finish that still. I'm more than halfway you, through. Yeah, I don't want to spoil that. It's, yeah. I, I just, I'm going to say it's, just, it's a really good ending. I, I really want to play that, actually. I might have to jump into it this week. It's or... not long. It's, yeah. it's not a long game. It's like six hours. Hmm. So. So you want to jump into spoilers now? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's switch over to spoilers. Well... 
50. I don't think we'll be talking about spoilers for very long. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I think all of us can say that we enjoyed the game. I think it's a good, a better sequel than the second game. Way better from what I've heard because the second game was disconnected and just not that good of a story. Um, so yeah, no, I think it was a good game. It's, it's nice to see a game true to kind of like the older golden age. I mean, it has its issues, but it's, it's nice to play something like that again. Yeah, definitely. and I think people who like the old one would definitely like the main gameplay of this one. Yeah, especially with the lore. So. Yeah. But yeah, so I, we'll, we'll jump into the spoilers now. So, okay, so let's, why don't we just go with the endings that we got? Okay. I'm curious. So let's start with the good ending. Actually, let's, let's backtrack and talk about what happens before let's, the endings. Yeah. So you find out your baby's sick with the same disease that your other child died from. The lady tells you that she's the only one that can cure the disease. This is the goddess lady the who's god- in charge yeah. of everything. She's been following you around and guiding you throughout the game. Yeah, but she she's also the one that made the ghouls. She's the one that sent the, and the flying Vitae. people at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's the one that started the, the Vitae thing. So why is she trying to kill you? She's with, not trying to kill you. The she's trying people? to save the baby. The baby's in her still. Yeah, so that's probably why she's there. You're not dying. You don't die. That's that's one of the things we were talking about before. You can't die. Those things when you get caught, you just run away. Those things. Um, I think the whole point of that is you kind of lose your memory again, and she places you back into another spot behind, so you eventually get to her. Well, no, the fear overtakes you. If the fear overtakes you, you turn into a ghoul. So you slightly lose yourself and you run. Like remember when that guy hit you in the head? And said, um, like, take her instead of me. You actually start to growl and you hit him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you destroy that guy. Yeah. So you, you actually, when you, when your fear goes too far, you turn, you, sl- you kind of turn into a ghoul yourself. Wait, do you lose your memory as a ghoul? I think you don't remember yourself being one or slightly. Well, oh. based off of my ending, there might be something there. So what happens is the goddess or whatever empress, she gives you this crib and says, I'm the only one that can save your baby. If you want your baby to live, put him in the crib and walk away. So the ending I did was I put the baby in the crib, thinking that it would be the best thing for the baby. I walked away. I'm assuming the baby lived. It didn't show the baby. But then you see Tassi turning like fully into a ghoul. And she has a picture of her previous daughter, and she's looking at it, and she puts it down. And that's the end. Okay, so that's like the... The bad ending? That's the bad ending. But not the worst ending. Chug, I got your the worst. Was the worst. Well, let's okay. talk about your ending first. Yeah, 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 actually, no, first. I, wanted to do, I wanted to do worst from to the best. But since oh, we're on well, the your, bad... Yours is already pretty close to my ending, just like another no, step. No, it's actually closer to mine, because yeah, you have to do the, the same thing the to bad get to part. it. Mm, okay. Yeah. So you do yours first. Oh, okay. Because so, it's <laughs> shorter. Right. Okay, so basically, I kept the baby. I escaped, and I went to Paris. And that's the that's good. So, that's pretty much wait, wait. what the good ending is. So I I escaped, and that's the good ending. I keep the baby. But is it good? End? Is it a good ending because the baby died? Well, no. It's, no, the baby's no, alive. The baby's no, alive. Well, there, her but... previous baby died. Yeah. because of a disease. So it's Does possible it's that the, you it's don't possible know if it that the baby okay. is going to die maybe sometime in the future. So okay. possibly it's not a good ending. That's the best ending. That's the best ending you saw. Yeah, although probably the baby dies. You assume the baby dies there, so maybe the only way the baby survives. Is if you put it in the crib. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so my ending, I got the very bad ending. Yeah. So uh, pretty much there are these syringes you get. And 
I I did the same thing that Caleb did was walk with the baby outside of the room. But instead of going to the portal, I didn't realize you were supposed to just go directly to the portal. Mm-hmm. And I I saw that there were four rooms and one of them was already destroyed and I had three syringes. So I was just like, I might as well just do this. So I ran to each of the room while avoiding the goddess lady. Um, I just, like, destroyed each of the rooms and then and then she said, I'm sorry, little one, uh, but this is the only way to stop her. I'm like, what did I just do? <laughs> and I was just overtaken by this red stuff. Mm. And I think the baby died. Yeah. And there are these canisters that the people, like that the goddess lady put these people in to make this Vitae stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, like tortures them for like forever. Yeah. And my ending was the baby died. I was put into one of these canisters and I was just screaming. Yeah. And then the credits rolled. I'm just like, <laughs> what did I just do? I I did. I put the that like red stuff in two of the rooms. I didn't know there was a third room. I put them in two and then I escaped through the portal because mm. I saw the portal when I was going to the room and I was like. This is probably some sort of exit. I think it's really interesting that all three of us got a different ending, and we didn't plan to get different endings. Yeah, that's actually nice, because then we can we actually were able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm really curious about Caleb's ending and my ending, because the whole game, the goddess says the baby's sick and it's going to die without her help. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one part in the game where you get this like surgery stuff done to the baby, um, by using Vitai, you actually have to construct this torture device mm-hmm. and torture this guy to get some Vitai from him. And he, I don't know if he dies or what, because he disappears. But then these needles get stabbed into Tassi's, like, into the baby, like, that's still inside her. And the goddess says she has a reprieve, or the baby has a reprieve from the sickness. But that's optional, so I don't know what the whole point of that section is. I looked it up. There is nothing, it doesn't change the story at all. You just can either torture the guy and get that injected into you, or you can go to the cage. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I actually got a little angry because I didn't realize it was optional, and I thought I was going to get a worse ending because of that. Hmm. So I was like, wait a second. If I had known this was optional, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. And I realized after the fact that I could have just avoided torturing the dude. Hmm. Yeah. No, I don't. I You know, it could have been a lie. But then again, I mean, her other child was very sick, and I think she died. I don't. I'm pretty I mean, sure she did. Yeah. So, I mean, it could have been a lie from the Empress or whatever, because, um, she lied to you pretty much the whole game. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she kept you alive, but she also inf- uh, inflicted all of your crew with that, with the disease of being a ghoul or whatever you call it. Well, at the beginning of the game, um, we all saw it. It literally said, as you as you click new game, you were not playing to win; you were playing to lose. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And I wasn't sure what that meant. I kept that in mind the whole game, thinking there would be no good ending. So technically, if you are going along the lines of that, there are no good endings. Then the baby probably died eventually. Most likely. And I don't know what happened to Tossie. Well, in the the flashbacks um, with her previous daughter, you see basically how she gets to like toddler age. Like her hair is longer and she's definitely older. And then she gets like really affected by the disease. Mm-hmm. She starts coughing a lot. And then I think later on they show a flashback where they're crying over the, the daughter. Hmm. So I think the baby probably grows up a little bit and then the disease fully manifests itself. Yeah. And another thing with my ending, which is supposedly the good ending, 
uh, when they're in Paris. I mean, it just ends when they're in when they're in Paris. Mm -hmm. But we can assume that the baby's gonna die. But we don't know about Tassi because I think she's still infected with that whole ghoul thing. So she could fight it off as long as she wants, but it could be to where she actually succumbs to it. But I mean, so what makes you succumb to the ghoul it's fear. disease? Is it the whole game revolves around you getting so scared that it overtakes you? Hmm. So I think that I mean, there it could be that there isn't anything scary enough in Paris to bring her to that point. It's possible, yeah. But what happens if the baby dies? Does yeah, she just fully lose it and become a ghoul? Yeah, it's Maybe. definitely it's definitely possible. Now the ghouls are taken down pretty easily, which was which I found odd because towards the beginning of the game you find multiple soldiers dead. Yeah, by ghouls. And one guy took his own life because he didn't want to get killed by the ghouls. Yeah. But later on, a doctor takes out a ghoul with a single shot of a pistol. Yeah. So True. why are they so easy to kill? And, and if they are, how did they kill so many soldiers? Could be just numbers. Could have been a lot of them. That's possible. Just Four. flooded the area. Yeah. And then maybe the... Well, no, the dead ones don't exactly turn because it's more of an infection that's inflicted upon them by the empress. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. I thought ghouls were dead people that came alive. So how did they get the infection? I know it's caused by the Empress, but does she inject them? Does she just put mm, it in their not. mind? It's probably just some sort of like, well, I mean, it's she's... the light, maybe. The what? Maybe because all of them went to the Empress before they were infected. What do you mean? All well, of she them came to them. All or... the people on the plane? Yeah. Hmm. Remember from the flashbacks? Like, once you get towards the end, you see the flashbacks of them all talking to the Empress. Things I don't like remember that, that one. No. Yeah, they weren't she, infected. She told them at that point. Well, this is well. She told them that she needed the baby because they're all infected, and, the, and then the baby would. She lied to them and said like the baby, or if they gave her the baby, then she would cure them of the disease that they have. And so Tasi didn't want that, so she ran away, and that's why all of them kind of hated her mm. because she wouldn't give her baby up. Okay. So I don't know exactly how it's inflicted. All I know is that the Empress is the cause cause it to happen. So how did the baby get infected and why does the Empress want the baby, want the baby doesn't have the same infection as the ghoul. I know, but how does the baby how did the baby get that disease? I don't know. I have no clue. Maybe uh, maybe it was in Tossi. Maybe it was like a genetic thing. It's possible. Yeah. What I'm curious is about is why did the Empress want the baby? Like what's the no, point of having she, the baby? She actually said she wanted to be a mother. Hmm. Huh. So maybe the baby didn't have a disease. I mean, maybe. No, it probably did, but she was the only one that can, like, mm. save the baby with the Vitae stuff. But at the same time, she's, she knows that the baby's not going to survive, so it's, it's her perfect opportunity to be, be a mother. Mm. Actually, yeah, I think the disease was a separate disease that the Empress did not cause. I think it was just some common disease of that era that she would survive if, with that treatment. Mm. But she wanted to be a mother, so she kept the baby so she could be a mother. That's why she wanted it. Yeah. Maybe so, a successor. But did she cause Maybe. the plane to crash? Or was that just chance? No, she did. Because at the beginning of the thing, you see flash. You, she looks out the window and you see flashes of the other world. Mm. And then after that point, that's when the plane crashed. So I mm. think she brought them there. Okay. Probably because she knew that she was pregnant. It sounds a lot like the forest. Plane yeah, crashes. True. The uh, monster wants to keep the, the child. Um, you have the choice to either keep the child or let it die. Yeah, I'm really excited for the second one. Yes. Did you get? Uh, I think it's the same type of thing. Although it's a helicopter, do you guys see what like how it crashes? Thing yeah. jumps on it. Yeah, it's crazy. No, mm -hmm. people think that it was a giant hand from 
a massive oh, monster. Oh, yeah, I saw that video. Because, like, they say they, eat, like, grabbed him out of the sky. <gasps> like... Because they did, like, the proportions awesome. or yeah. something like that. that would How would you kill that, though? I don't know. Probably, like, a final boss fight where you maybe, inject maybe stuff. The, the, the full SWAT. Maybe you find a way to contact, like, the government or something. and You get, like, a full SWAT team I think to defeat it. If that was the case, I think it would have to do with you use some sort of secret weapon or secret cure to destroy mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be just human... I wonder, like normal human measures. It's a different island, isn't it? Uh, yes. But people are thinking that you're going to be able to go back to the previous. Eh. That'd be so cool. Well, I well, mean, like, what was that one game that did that? Oh, Red Dead? Red Dead, yeah. They just threw the old map on there just because. It's kind of <laughs> cool. Um, No, but at the end of the forest one, you see Timmy searching for the island. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the island he said, or he had on the wall, was a different island. So you don't know if he got the the location wrong or if he was trying to go to a different island. Maybe maybe the the island in the first game was not the place that the virus or wherever the cannibal thing came from. It was because oh. of the whole laboratory underneath. Wait, was that an mm-hmm. infection? Yeah. It was. Yeah, you see the old experiments, the failed experiments. Mm-hmm. Remember the creatures like taking up the entire cell? Yeah. The mutations came from that laboratory. Oh. It's possible they spread to other laboratories, or there are more laboratories. Maybe that one has. Maybe the other island has the cure. Possibly. I don't know. I don't know. That's such. That's a really. I love the forest. I, I know. know. Such a good game. Actually, uh, I want to talk about the some of the lore of the amnesia because I okay. think it's really interesting, and I think that it ties a lot into the new one, which um, which is really important. So basically. I'm going to exclude the second game because it doesn't really tie into anything. But the first game, basically, it follows the story of Daniel. And he takes his amnesia potion in order to forget the horrible things that he's done because he actually was an, on an archaeological mission with um, I forget the, oh, uh, Professor HP, I think his name was. Anyway, so he was on that mission and he got trapped in the area that you play in in Rebirth. Remember hmm. that area before the hunting grounds? Um, so with that big thing where you have to focus the beam? Yeah. So oh, you yeah. know how you go through that gate? He got trapped somewhere in there because there was that little camp set up, the archaeological camp or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's where they were set up. Daniel got trapped in there, and he got closed off. He then went to the orb because it was glowing in the dark, and he went to the orb, and he grabbed it. He brought it back to him um, to England, I think. And, um, and after that point, he kind of lost some of his sanity and he was like constantly like researching it and stuff like that. Well, it got to the point where, um, he was trying to communicate with, um, professor HP or whatever. And do you guys remember when you first went into the new world and you go into that room and you see the dead guy with the note saying that he can't get out cause he doesn't have a rift. Oh, thing? the archaeological yeah, yeah. guy. That was professor HP. That was with Daniel. Okay. Oh. So he got lost in that eventually and he died. But um, so Daniel eventually goes to or gets help from this guy named Alexander. He's, he has this big castle and that's where the game starts. Well, actually before the game starts. So he goes there and since Daniel kind of lost some of his sanity, he believes what Alexander says. But Al- Alexander has been alive for generations. Like he's he's been alive for a long time because he uses Vite or mm. how you pronounce it. Mm. Vite is basically like this substance that you obtain from the torturing. from from torturing. Because when people when someone's getting tortured and their um, stress levels uh, rise, they extract the vitae from them or something. So Alexander convinces Daniel to help him in torturing tons of people, and Alexander tells him that they're 
horrible people, criminals that like murder tons of people. By the end of the game, you figure out that they're innocent people and you've been torturing people. I mean, the first game is very disturbing, torturing people in the worst ways possible in the dungeons um, and they're innocent. Hmm. So then Alexander locks himself up and then, you know, and then um, Daniel drinks the amnesia potion in order to forget all the horrible things that he's done. And the only thing he writes is kill Alexander. That's where the start of the game happens. You wake up, you don't know anything that's, hap- that's happened to you. And you get the note, and, and now you know, just kill Alexander. But um, what's cool about the first game is that the reason that they have the amnesia potion is because when they would torture someone and get the vitae, the, that person would basically be like devoid of, devoid of vitae. So they give them the amnesia, po- amnesia potion so they can forget, mm. so that they can torture them all over again. That's it's like creepy. It's very disturbing. So anyway... Daniel is is um is recorded in in rebirth. So in that archaeological camp, they tell they say Daniel's trapped in the thing. Oh, and that, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, Daniel has that. like his duties or whatever like that. So so it's actually really interesting how that ties in. In the first game, the orb is referenced a lot, and that's you have to build the orb in the first game. And um, so that's where the people were going. Yeah, they're in the same place that Daniel was at. Hmm. And in uh, in the first game, there's also you know that red flesh stuff. Yeah, that's after Daniel too. I okay. don't know the motive of that thing, whatever it is. But um, I think that comes from injecting a certain substance into the vitae. Yeah, because it when appears you, when you injected it into oh, the uh, yeah the thing that powers the the vitae yeah. maker. Um, the red stuff. Like, it's called the shadow. Before. Or whatever. It has some sort of motive in... St- it wanted to stop Daniel from getting the, por- from the orb. Huh. But so they it's also- alive? Yeah. That's weird. So what? also in the first game, they talk about the lady, and she's like the mother of all. So she's the creator of everything or so something. So the empress. Yeah, that's who she is. Mm. And, so and- in Rebirth, when I killed her, it tech- initially like dis- shut down everything. Yeah, so... I'm but guess- who put you back in the Vitae machine? Yeah, know. true. I don't know about that. Maybe the ghouls? No, the ghouls weren't smart. Oh, true. It would probably be those seeker people that look for probably, you and, and yeah. put people in there. That was their job, was watching over those people and extracting the vitae. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they wanted to keep the thing going after the Empress died. It's possible, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But if that's the case, then it means, well, what did your sacrifice do? You're trapped for however long, eternity maybe? And the Empress is dead, but the place is still running. Yeah. Like, what does that yeah. mean for the history? Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. know. But, but yeah, so the, the, lady is, the lady is listed in, um, in the first game. It, it's, it follows some sort of religion. I don't know exactly what it's called, but, but it's really interesting. And, um, and uh, what's it called? But, yeah, so, so a lot of what happens in Rebirth is actually expounding upon the, the lore of the first game so you actually get to see the other world you get to know where the orbs come from and you get to see all the past archaeological camps that that were that were a part of the first game story Wait, were that was that in a cutscene in the first game or did you actually get to initially uh go through that place no a lot of it was notes the, ho- um, the whole first game takes place in the castle just terrifying i want to play the first game because it looks really scary that actually comes back to what we said in the beginning was that if you played the first game or play it first, you'll appreciate Rebirth a whole lot more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I saw one guy play through it, and he was like, oh, this this is, I don't know, um, ties into this, and this ties into this, and he was just like, it was really exciting for him, because he was able to 
play through the whole thing and, and actually see the ties. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, um, <coughs> uh, in the older games, I think the first game, I don't think they added it in, in Machine for Pigs. Um, one main thing, because uh, I, I actually didn't really watch PewDiePie play Amnesia, but I know I've heard one big thing about the first Amnesia game was mod support. Really? I, yeah, I remember that. There were custom games you could play. People mm. would make their own maps mm-hmm. for Amnesia, and that's what PewDiePie mostly played. Was after he beat the initial story, he would play Amnesia a lot. That's partially why it came so popular because huh. he would play it constantly. They're adding mod support to Rebirth. Well, I wonder how that's going to work out. And I remember Smosh was playing um, Amnesia too. Hmm. Um, there yeah. was that one monster in the first game in the water. You just see like the the ripples of the water as it comes after you. Yeah. That reminds me of Little Nightmares with the shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, they didn't have anything like that in Rebirth, which was kind of really disappointing. There wasn't anything unique. I mean, it was unique. I, I do say that, but I'm just saying the goals, after a while, it just was like... The goals were generic. Yeah. 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 And people would have liked the game a lot more. I know, I know we would, mm-hmm. for sure, if we had played Dark Descent. But imagine, oh, yeah. imagine in the mod support in Rebirth, if they uh, like maybe created new creatures... Or if they put the they, creatures from the first game in, yeah, that's what I was saying. Or yeah. the creatures from previous games, hmm. then it could be better. Like, imagine if they do a mod support for, like, you go to the place in Soma, and you have to hide from those creatures or something like that. I don't know. Hmm. They could hmm. do anything with it. Yeah, I wonder how they would if they were to make maps. I wonder what the setting. I mean, I don't know. I guess I can do anything really. Pretty, yeah, I mean, pretty much. people would make their own stories. Yeah, they'd put their own notes down. They they'd put their own environments. Put objects in there. Hmm. It looked really cool. And actually, honestly, before I played Amnesia, I thought it was a game full of custom games. Really? I didn't realize there was a full story. Yeah. Huh. I thought it was just like a whole bunch of player-created games in one. Hmm. Kind of like a Gary's mod, but just for horror. Yeah. That would be kind of cool if they did that. Wait, I was going to say, what if they did like a standalone? That would do that. but No, that's what mod support would yeah, do. That, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Hmm. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to seeing what the people do with mods. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm curious about that. I mean, I never really. I mean, it seems like kind of just a, uh, what's it called, linear game. I mean, I never really think of like linear games like that having mod support and seeing what it can do. But I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, different mechanics, yeah. different maps. Yeah, could change it up a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't have voice acting, but you'd have the silent protagonist, and you could look at the notes that are written by players. Yeah, that's really cool, actually. Yeah, but the but yeah, the game has a ton of lore. It does. And like I said, the the this game really just expounds upon the lore of the first game. You get to see everything that you weren't able to see. You explore the the location that Daniel came from, the location where everything basically started. Okay, that mm-hmm. makes more sense. And you get to see the other world where this where in the first game all you knew was that there was this lady that's like the creator or something like that. So you get to see her and actually battle her or whatever. Yeah. Well, if you do Chug's ending. Well, yeah. <laughs> so. Is there anything else we wanted to cover on this section? I think that's pretty it, much actually. covered it, yeah. Yeah. It's sad that we're on their last Halloween one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we might do a Soma podcast. I want to finish that I'd game, be... and I'd be down to do a Soma podcast. Yeah, I'd be up for that. <laughs> the ending is so good. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to play that, because you told me the ending was amazing. So Yeah. yeah. If you guys want to see more um, ser- oh, series like this, you know, in the future, then you should uh, give us a suggestion or say something in the in the Discord server. 
um, which is on our website at qwellgaming.com. Or even comment on one of our YouTube videos, too, yeah. if you can't join the server. Yeah. But um, Join in for one of our live streams. We yes. stream three times a week. Yeah. My live stream yesterday was terrible. Internet, well, that was that was internet, internet connection yeah. problems. Yeah, that was yeah. weird. Or I mean, I don't know. I don't get. I don't get what's up with that. It might even be YouTube. Possibly. No, I mean, it, no, it was it yours because you because JJ tried his and it was this, it was oh. like ninety megabytes per second upload or something. Hmm. And mine was like point five. Oh wow, it was ridiculous. Oh wow, yeah, his was <laughs> bad. I don't know why. That's so weird. Huh. It only happens when you're trying to stream. Yeah, literally, it's <laughs> annoying. Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.